Section 17 of The Great Events, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Great Events by Famous Historians, Volume 1. Edited by Charles F. Horn, Rossiter Johnson, and John Rudd. Prince Jimu founds Japan's capital, B.C. 660, by the Nehongi. The Emperor Kamiyamoto, Biharebiko's personal name, Hikohoho Demi. He was the fourth child of Hikunagisi Takeugaya Fukiahezu no Mikoto. His mother's name was Tamayori Hime, daughter of the sea god. From his birth, this emperor was of clear intelligence and resolute will. At the age of fifteen, he was made heir to the throne. When he grew up, he married Ahira Tsuhimi of the district of Ata in the province of Iuga and made her his consort. By her, he had Takishimimi no Mikoto and Kisumimi no Mikoto. When he reached the age of forty-five, he addressed his elder brothers and his children, saying, Of old, our heavenly deities, Takami Musubi no Mikoto and Ohohirume no Mikoto, pointing to this land of fair rice ears of the fertile reed plain, gave it to our heavenly ancestor, Ikohono Ninigi no Mikoto. Thereupon, Ikohono Ninigi no Mikoto, throwing open the barrier of heaven and clearing a cloud path, urged on his superhuman course until he came to rest. At this time, the world was given over to widespread desolation. It was an age of darkness and disorder. In this gloom, therefore, he fostered justice and so governed this western border. Our imperial ancestors and imperial parent like gods like sages accumulated happiness and amassed glory many years elapsed from the date when our heavenly ancestor descended until now it is over one million seven hundred ninety two thousand four hundred seventy years but the remote regions do not yet enjoy the blessings of imperial rule every town has always been allowed to have its lord and every village its chief who each one for himself makes division of territory and practices mutual aggression and conflict. Now I have heard from the ancient of the sea, and in the east there is a fair land encircled on all sides by blue mountains. Moreover, there is there one who flew down riding in a heavenly rock boat. I think that this land will undoubtedly be suitable for an extension of the heavenly task, so that its glory should fill the universe. It is doubtless the center of the world. The person who flew down was, I believe, Nigihayahi, why should we not proceed thither and make it the capital? All the imperial princes answered and said, The truth of this is manifest. This thought is constantly present to our minds also. Let us go thither quickly. This was the year Kinoye Tora, 51st of the great year, Kinoye Tora. In that year in winter, on the Kanoto Tori day, the fifth of the tenth month, the new moon of which was on the day Kinotomi, the emperor in person led the imperial princes and the naval force on an expedition against the east. When he arrived at Hayasui Gate, there was there a fisherman who came riding in a boat. The emperor summoned him, and then inquired of him, saying, Who art thou? He answered and said, Thy servant is a country god, and his name is Utsuhiko. I angle for fish in the bays of the ocean. Hearing that the son of the heavenly deity was coming, therefore i forthwith came to receive him again he inquired of him saying 
canst thou act as my guide he answered and said i will do so the emperor ordered the end of a pole of shehi wood to be given to the fisher and caused him to be taken and pulled into the imperial vessel of which he was made pilot a name was especially granted him and he was called Hiko. this was the first ancestor of the yamoto no atahe proceeding on their voyage they arrived at usa in the land of tsukushi at this time there appeared the ancestors of kunitsuko of usa named usa tsuhiko and usa tsuhimi they built a palace raised on one pillar on the banks of the river usa and offered them a banquet then by imperial command usa tsuhimi was given in marriage to the emperor's attendant minister amanotane no mikoto now amanotane no mikoto was the remote ancestor of nakatomi uji eleventh month ninth day the emperor arrived at the harbor of oka in the land of tsukushi twelfth month twenty-seventh day he arrived at the province of aki where he dwelt in the palace of ye the year kinoto u spring third month sixth day going onward he entered the land of kibi and built a temporary palace in which he dwelt it was called the palace of takashima three years passed during which time he set in order the helms of his ships and prepared a store of provisions it was his desire by single effort to subdue the empire the year tsuchi no ye muma spring second month eleventh day the imperial forces at length proceeded eastward the prow of one ship touching the stern of another just when they reached cape naniho they encountered a current of great swiftness whereupon that place was called namahaya wave swift or namihana wave flower it is now called naniha which is a corruption of this third month tenth day proceeding upwards against the stream they went straight on and arrived at the port of awokumo nishiradate in the township of kusaka in the province of kafuchi summer fourth month ninth day the imperial forces in martial array marched on to tatsuta the road was narrow and precipitous and the men were unable to march abreast so they returned and again endeavored to go eastward crossing over mount ikoma in this way they entered the inner country now when nagasunihiko heard this he said the object of the children of the heavenly deity in coming hither is assuredly to rob me of my country so he straightway levied all the forces under his dominion and intercepted them at the hill of kusaka a battle was engaged and itsu no mikoto was hit by a random arrow on the elbow the imperial forces were unable to advance against the enemy the emperor was vexed and resolved in his inmost heart a divine plan saying i am the descendant of the sun goddess and if i proceed against the sun to attack the enemy i shall act contrary to the way of heaven better to retreat and make a show of weakness then sacrificing to the gods of heaven and earth and bringing on our backs the might of the sun goddess let us follow her rays and trample them down if we do so the enemy will assuredly be routed of themselves and we shall not stain our swords with blood they all said it is good thereupon he gave orders to the army saying wait a while and advance no further so he withdrew his forces and the enemy also did not dare to attack him he then retired to the port of kusaka where he set up shields and made a warlike show therefore the name of this port was changed to tatetsu 
which is now corrupted to tadetsu before this at the battle of kusaka there was a man who hid in a great tree and by so doing escaped danger so pointing to this tree he said i am grateful to it as to my mother therefore the people of the day called the place omonoki no mura fifth month eighth day the army arrived at the port of yamaki in chinu also called port yamanoi now itsuse no mikoto's arrow wound was extremely painful he grasped his sword and striking a martial attitude said how exasperated it is that a man should die of a wound received at the hands of slaves and should not avenge it the people of that day therefore called the place Onominote. proceeding onward they reached mount kama in the land of ki where itsuse no mikoto died in the army and was therefore buried at mount kama six month twenty-third day the army arrived at the village of nagusa where they put to death the tohe of nagusa finally they crossed the moor of sano and arrived at the village of kami in kumano here he embarked in the rock boat of heaven and leading his army proceeded onward by slow degrees in the midst of the sea they suddenly met with a violent wind and the imperial vessel was tossed about then inaihi no mikoto exclaimed and said alas my ancestors were heavenly deities and my mother was a goddess of the sea why do they harass me by land and why moreover do they harass me by sea when he had said this he drew his sword and plunged into the sea where he became changed into the god sabimochi miki no no mikoto also indignant at this said my mother and my aunt are both sea goddesses why do they raise great billows to overwhelm us so treading upon the waves he went to the eternal land the emperor was now alone with the imperial prince tagishimimi no mikoto leading his army forward he arrived at port arazaka in kumano also called nishiki bay where he put to death the tohe of nishiki at this time the gods belched up a poisonous vapour from which every one suffered for this reason the imperial army was again unable to exert itself then there was there a man by name kumano no takakuraji who unexpectedly had a dream in which amaterasu no ohokami spoke to takemika tsuchi no kami saying i still hear a sound of disturbance from the central land of reed plains do thou again go and chastise it takemika tsuchi no kami answered and said even if i go not i can send down my sword with which i subdued the land upon which the country will of its own accord become peaceful to this amaterasu no kami assented thereupon takemiki tsuchi no kami addressed takakuraji saying my sword which is called Vutsu no mitama i will now place in the storehouse do thou take it and present it to the heavenly grandchild takakuraji said yes and thereupon awoke the next morning as instructed in his dream he opened the storehouse and on looking in there was indeed there a sword which had fallen down from heaven and was standing upside down on the plank floor of the storehouse so he took it and offered it to the emperor at this time the emperor happened to be asleep he awoke suddenly and said oh what a long time i have slept on inquiry he found that the troops who had been affected by the poison had all recovered their senses and were afoot the emperor then endeavoured to advance into the interior but among the mountains it was so precipitous 
that there was no road by which they could travel and they wandered about not knowing whither to direct their march then amaterasu no ohokami instructed the emperor in a dream of the night saying i will now send the yatakarasu make it thy guide through the land then there did indeed appear the yatakarasu flying down from the void the emperor said the coming of this crow is in due accordance with my auspicious dream how grand how splendid my imperial ancestor amaterasu no ohokami deserves therewith to assist me in creating the hereditary institution at this time hino omi no mikoto ancestor of the ohotomo house taking with him ohokume as commander of the main body guided by the direction taken by the crow looked up to it and followed after until at length they arrived at the district of lower uda therefore they named the place which they reached the village of ukichi no uda at this time by an imperial order he commended hino omi no mikoto saying thou art faithful and brave and art moreover a successful guide therefore will i give thee a new name and will call thee michi no omi autumn eighth month second day the emperor said to summon ukeshi the elder and ukeshi the younger these two were chiefs of the district of uda now ukeshi the elder did not come but ukeshi the younger came and making obeisance at the gate of the camp declared as follows thy servant's elder brother ukeshi the elder shows signs of resistance hearing that the descendant of heaven was about to arrive he forthwith raised an army with which to make an attack but having seen from afar the might of the imperial army he was afraid and did not dare to oppose it therefore he has secretly placed his troops in ambush and has built for the occasion a new palace in the hall of which he has prepared engines it is his intention to invite the emperor to a banquet there and then to do him a mischief i pray that this treachery be noted and that good care be taken to make preparations against it the emperor straightway sent michi no omi no mikoto to observe the signs of his opposition michi no omi no mikoto clearly ascertained his hostile intentions and being greatly enraged shouted at him in a blustering manner wretch thou shalt thyself dwell in the house which thou hast made so grasping his sword and drawing his bow he urged him and drove him within it ukeshi the elder being guilty before heaven and the matter not admitting of excuse of his own accord trod upon the engine and was crushed to death his body was then brought out and decapitated and the blood which flowed from it reached above the ankle therefore that place was called udan no chihara after this ukeshi the younger prepared a great feast of beef and sake with which he entertained the imperial army the emperor distributed this flesh and sake to the common soldiers upon which they sang the following verses in the high castle tree of uda i set a snare for woodcock and waited but no woodcock came to it a valiant whale came to it this is called a kume song in the present time when the department of music performs this song there is still the measurement of great and small by the hand as well as a distinction of coarse and fine in the notes of the voice this is by a rule handed down from antiquity after this the emperor wished to respect the land of hoyoshino so taking personal command of the light troops he made a progress round by the way of ukechimura in uda when he came to yoshino there was a man who came out of a well 
he shone and had a tail the emperor inquired of him saying what man art thou he answered and said thy servant is a local deity and his name is Wihikari. he it is who was the first ancestor of yoshino no obito proceeding a little further there was another man with a tail who burst open a rock and came forth from it the emperor inquired of him saying what man art thou he answered and said thy servant is the child of iha oshiwake it was he who was the first ancestor of kuzu of yoshino then skirting the river he proceeded westward when there appeared another man who had made a fish trap and was catching fish on the emperor making inquiry of him he answered and said thy servant is the son of nihei motsu he it is who was the first ancestor of hukahi ata ninth month fifth day the emperor ascended to the peak of mount takakura inuda whence he had a prospect over all the land on kunimi hill there were descried eighty bandits moreover at the acclivity of the meisaka there was posted an army of women and at the acclivity of osaka there was stationed a force of men at the acclivity of sumisaka there was placed burning charcoal this was the origin of the names meisaka wosaka and sumisaka again there was the army of yeshiki which covered all the village of ihare all the places occupied by the enemy were strong positions and therefore the roads were cut off and obstructed so that there was no room for passage the emperor indignant at this made prayer on that night in person and then fell asleep the heavenly deity appeared to him in a dream and instructed him saying take earth from within the shrine of the heavenly mount kagu and of it make eighty heavenly platters also make sacred jars and therewith sacrifice to the gods of heaven and earth moreover pronounce a solemn imprecation if thou doest so the enemy will render submission of their own accord the emperor received with reverence the directions given in his dream and proceeded to carry them into execution now ukeshi the younger again addressed the emperor saying there are in the province of yamoto in the village of shiki eighty shiki bandits moreover in the village of takawahari some say katsuraki there are eighty agane bandits all these tribes intend to give battle to the emperor and thy servant is anxious in his own mind on his account it were now good to take clay from the heavenly mount kagu and therewith to make heavenly platters with which to sacrifice to the gods of the heavenly shrines and of the earthly shrines if after doing so thou dost attack the enemy they may be easily driven off the emperor who had already taken the words of his dream for a good omen when he now heard the words of ukeshi the younger was still more pleased in his heart he caused shihi netsuhiko to put on ragged garments and a grass hat and to disguise himself as an old man he also caused ukeshi the younger to cover himself with a winnowing tray so as to assume the appearance of an old woman and then addressed them saying do ye too proceed to the heavenly mount kagu and secretly take earth from its summit having done so return hither by means of you i shall then divine whether my undertaking will be successful or not do your utmost to be watchful now the enemy's army filled the road and made all passage impossible then shihi netsuhiko prayed and said 
if it be possible for our emperor to conquer this land let the road by which we must travel become open but if not let the brigands surely oppose our passage having thus spoken they set forth and went straight onward now the hostile band seeing the two men laughed loudly and said what an uncouth old man and old woman so with one accord they left the road and allowed the two men to pass and proceed to the mountain where they took the clay and returned with it hereupon the emperor was greatly pleased and with this clay he made eighty platters eighty heavenly small jars and sacred jars with which he went to the upper waters of the river nifu and sacrificed to the gods of heaven and earth immediately on the asahara plain by the river of uda it became as it were like foam on the water the result of the curse cleaving to them moreover the emperor went on to utter a vow saying i will now make ame in the eighty platters without using water if the ame is formed then shall i assuredly without effort and without recourse to the might of arms reduce the empire to peace so he made ame which forthwith became formed of itself again he made a vow saying i will now take the sacred jars and sink them in the river nifu if the fishes whether great or small become every one drunken and are carried down the stream like as it were to floating maki leaves then shall i assuredly succeed in establishing this land but if this be not so there will never be any results thereupon he sank the jars in the river with their mouths downward after a while the fish all came to the surface gaping gasping as they floated down the stream then shihi netsuhiko seeing this represented it to the emperor who was greatly rejoiced and plucking up a five hundred branch masakaki tree of the upper waters of the river nifu he did worship wherewith to all the gods it was with this that the custom began of selling sacred jars at this time he commanded michi no omi no mikoto saying we are now in person about to celebrate a public festival to takami musubi no mikoto and i appoint thee ruler of the festival and i grant thee the title of izuhimi the earthen jars which are set up shall be called izube or sacred jars the fire shall be called izu no kagu tsuchi or sacred fire elder the water shall be called izu no mizuha no me or sacred water female the food shall be called uzuka no me or sacred food female the firewood shall be called izu no yamatsuchi or sacred mountain elder and the grass shall be called izu no no tsuchi or sacred moor elder winter tenth month first day the emperor tasted the food of izube and arraying his troops set forth upon his march he first of all attacked the eighty bandits of mount kunimi routed and slew them it was in this campaign that the emperor fully resolved on victory made these verses saying like the shitadami which creep round the great rock of sea and isle like shitadami which creep around the great rock of the sea of ise where blows the divine wind like the shitadami my boys my boys we will creep around and smite them utterly and smite them utterly in this poem by the great rock is intended the hill of kunimi after this the band which remained was still numerous and their disposition could not be fathomed so the emperor privately commanded michi no omi no mikoto saying do thou take with thee the ohokume and make a great muro at the village of osaka 
prepare a copious banquet, invite the enemy to it, and then capture them. Michino Omi no Mikoto, thereupon, in obedience to the emperor's sacred behest, dug a muro at Osaka, and having selected his bravest soldiers, stayed therein, mingled with the enemy. He secretly arranged with them, saying, When they have got tipsy with sake, I will strike up a song. Do you, when you hear the sound of my song, all at the same time stab the enemy? Having made this arrangement, they took their seats, and the drinking bout proceeded. The enemy, unaware that there was any plot, abandoned themselves to their feelings and promptly became intoxicated. Then Michi no Omi no Mikoto struck up the following song. At Osaka in the great Muro house, though men in plenty enter and stay, we the glorious sons of warriors, wielding our mallet heads, wielding our stone mallets, will smite them utterly. Now when our troops heard this song, they all drew at the same time their mallet-headed swords, and simultaneously slew the enemy, so that there were no eaters left. The imperial army was greatly delighted. They looked up to heaven and laughed. Therefore he made a song, saying, Though folk say that one ye mishi is a match for a hundred men, they do not so much as resist. The practice according to which, at present time, the kume sings this and then laugh aloud, had this origin. Again he sang, saying, Ho, now is the time, ho, now is the time, ha, ha, psha, even now, my boys, even now, my boys. All these songs were sung in accordance with the secret behest of the emperor. He had not presumed to compose them with his own motion. Then the emperor said, It is the part of a good general, when victorious, to avoid arrogance. The chief brigands have now been destroyed. But there are ten bands of villains of a similar stamp who are disputatious. Their disposition cannot be ascertained. Why should we remain for a long time in one place? By so doing, we could not have control over emergencies. So he removed his camp to another place. Eleventh month, seventh day. The imperial army proceeded in great force to attack the Hiko of Shiki. First of all, the emperor sent a messenger to summon Shiki the elder, but he refused to obey. Again, the Yatagarasu was sent to bring him. When the crow reached his camp, it cried to him, saying, The child of the heavenly deity sends for thee. Haste, haste. Shiki the elder was enraged at this and said, Just when I heard that the conquering deity of heaven was coming, I was indignant at this. Why shouldst thou, a bird of the crow tribe, utter such an abominable cry. So he drew his bow and aimed at it. The crow forthwith fled away, and next proceeded to the house of Shiki the younger, where it cried, saying, The child of the heavenly deity summons thee. Haste, haste. Then Shiki the younger was afraid, and changing countenance said, Thy servant, hearing of the approach of the conquering deity of heaven, is full of dread morning and evening well hast thou cried to me o crow he straightway made eight leaf platters on which he disposed food and entertained the crow accordingly in obedience to the crow he proceeded to the emperor and informed him saying my elder brother shiki the elder hearing of the approach of the child of the heavenly deity forthwith assembled eighty bandits and provided arms with which he is about to do battle with thee 
it will be well to take measures against him without delay the emperor accordingly assembled his generals and inquired of them saying it appears that shiki the elder has now rebellious intentions i summoned him but again he will not come what is to be done the general said shiki the elder is a crafty knave it will be well first of all to send shiki the younger to make matters clear to him and at the same time to make explanations to kuraji the elder and kuraji the younger if after that they still refuse submission it will not be too late to take warlike measures against them shiki the younger was accordingly sent to explain to them their interests that shiki the elder and the others adhered to their foolish design and would not consent to submit then shiki netsuhiko advised as follows let us uh, first send out our feebler troops by the osaka road when the enemy sees them he will assuredly proceed thither with all his best troops we should then straightway urge forward our robust troops and make straight for the sumizaka then with the water of the river uda we should sprinkle the burning charcoal and suddenly take them unawares when they cannot fail to be routed the emperor approved this plan and sent out the feebler troops towards the enemy who thinking that a powerful force was approaching awaited them with all their power now up to this time whenever the imperial army attacked they invariably captured and when they fought they were invariably victorious so that the fighting men were all wearied out therefore the emperor to comfort the hearts of his leaders and men struck off this verse as we fight going forth and watching from between the trees of mount inasa we are famished ye keepers of cormorants birds of the island come now to our aid in the end he crossed sumizaka with the stronger troops and going round by the rear attacked them from two sides and put them to the rout killing their chieftains shiki the elder and the others third month seventh day the emperor made an order saying during the six years that our expedition against the east has lasted owing to my reliance on the majesty of imperial heaven the wicked bands have met death it is true that the frontier lands are still unpurified and that a remnant of evil is still refractory but in the region of the central land there is no more wind and dust truly we should make a vast and spacious capital and plan it great and strong at present things are in a crude and obscure condition and the people's minds are unsophisticated they roost in nests or dwell in caves their manners are simply what is customary now if a great man were to establish laws justice could not fail to flourish and even if some gain should accrue to the people in what way would this interfere with the sage's action moreover it will be well to open up and clear the mountains and forests and to construct a palace then i may reverently assume the precious dignity and so give peace to my good subjects above i should then respond to the kindness of the heavenly powers in granting me the kingdom and below i should extend the line of imperial descendants and foster right-mindedness thereafter the capital may be extended so as to embrace all the six cardinal points and the eight cords may be covered so as to form a roof will this not be well when i observe the kashiha bara plain which lies southwest of mount unebi it seems the centre of the land i must set it in order 
accordingly he in this month commanded officers to set about the construction of an imperial residence year kanoye saru autumn eighth month sixteenth day the emperor intending to appoint a wife sought afresh children of noble families now there was a man who made representation to him saying there is a child who was born to kotoshiro nushi no kami by his union with tamakushi hime daughter of mizofuhi ni no kami of mishima her name is hime tatara itsuzu hime no mikoto she is a woman of remarkable beauty the emperor was rejoiced and on the twenty-fourth day of the ninth month he received hime tatara itsuzu hime no mikoto and made her his wife year kanoto tori spring first month first day the emperor assumed the imperial dignity in the palace of kashiharabara this year is reckoned the first year of his reign he honored his wife by making her empress the children born to him by her were kamiyawi mimi no mikoto and kami nunagaha mimi no mikoto therefore there is an ancient saying in praise of this as follows in kashihabara inunebi he mightily established his palace pillars on the foundation of the bottom rock and reared aloft the cross-roof timbers of the plain of high heaven the name of the emperor who thus began to rule the empire was kamiyamoto ihare biko ohodemi fourth year spring second month twenty-third day the emperor issued the following decree the spirits of our imperial ancestors reflecting their radiance down from heaven illuminate and assist us all our enemies have now been subdued and there is peace within the seas we ought to take advantage of this to perform sacrifice to the heavenly deities and therewith develop filial duty he accordingly established spirit terraces among the tomi hills which were called kamitsu wono kakihara and shimotsu wono no kakihara there he worshipped his imperial ancestors the heavenly deities seventy-sixth year spring third month eleventh day the emperor died in the palace of kashihabara his age was then one hundred twenty-seven the following year autumn the twelfth day of the ninth month he was buried in the misasigi northeast of mount unebi in the section seventeen